This episode is sponsored by Hydroware, the world's first and only hydratinitis superativa specific wound dressing system. But really it's for anyone with wounds in difficult to dress areas of the body, such as the armpits, buttocks, and groin. Hydroware eliminates the need for dressings to be adhesively attached to the skin. It facilitates quick and easy dressing changes enabling patients to self-manage wound care more effectively. Their goal is simple, to help you spend less time thinking about HS so you can get back to living life to the fullest. Check them out now at hydraware.com. That's H-I-D-R-A-W-E-A-R.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And folks, Hydraware is now available in the United States using your insurance. It can be prescribed by your provider, billed directly to your insurer, and delivered right to your door. Check out the HydroWare website for more information. Hi folks, Wound Care Karen here. This is the second part of our Hydratinitis Superativa discussion. I strongly recommend that you listen to part one first. This is Wound Care Karen and my special guest, Massa Karazi. So I think in addition to all of the that we've talked about, I really want to talk about like how to take care of when you do have a lesion that's open. Yes. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this because we're on the roll of the, the whole wound care thing. Isn't yeah. that what we do? A little bit? A little bit. A little bit. I know a little bit about it. A little bit. <laughs> so there's so many different types of wounds and so many different types of um, lesions that mm-hmm. you can experience. But I, could, I feel like I could safely group them. Um, into some categories. But I want to talk about first, you know, like when you have an open wound, like what we're describing. Mm -hmm. Um, So because you're wound care, Karen, do you want to give us all some of the basics of wound care? Yes, I will take this opportunity. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'll start with some myths about wound care. And one of the biggest one is that if you have a wound, uh, you should leave it open to the air that it needs to breathe. And I'm here to tell you that's actually not correct. And in the 1960s, we found that out. And that'll be a whole nother podcast. (laughs) But wounds actually heal faster with less scarring with what we call moist wound care. What was that word? Not wet, not dry. Moist. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you'll hear me talk about this a lot. Um, But moist wound care. Um, heals faster with less scarring. Another thing is uh, regarding cleansing of your wounds, we don't recommend harsh, harsh ingredients, which again can can be um, a natural thing to try and do with HS, mm-hmm. again, because you think it's infected or it smells bad. Oh, so I'm going to put, what, you name it, Listerine, alcohol, peroxide. I need to Girl, burn I'm this. not even kidding. I have read on a lot of these forums, they're cleaning their skin with Listerine. Please, please oh, stop. please don't. Please stop. Please. And then I've heard of, there's a there's a popular, like, uh, we're in central South Texas, so mm-hmm. we get the Mexican soaps. And mm-hmm. uh, there's one called uh, Zote. Uh, and then I think there's another kind that's also available called uh, Felsnaptha. Um, okay. Yes, I've heard of Felsnaptha. Uh-huh. You would. Um. <laughs> hey, yins want to go <laughs> down oh the creek and y'all. wash with Felsnaptha, Massa? No, I do not because Felsnaptha <laughs> and Zote are laundry detergents in bar form. Do not put them on your oh, skin. Please okay. don't. I've seen a lot of people who have done oh. it and they seem to get results right away. But it 
it's it's really the worst. Don't do that. Oh, and you're and harming your good skin. Yeah, and let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. Not only are you harming your good skin, you know, detergent is never meant for directly put on skin. A lot of these products are what we call cytotoxic. Let me break down that word for you. <laughs> Cyto, right? <laughs> Cyto meaning cell, toxic meaning poisonous too. So it's poisonous to cells. So yes, while it might kill bacteria or germs, it's also killing good cells. It just doesn't know the difference. So when you use cytotoxic products such as Listerine, alcohol, peroxide, probably a high concentration of felsnaphtha. Yes, you might be killing some bacteria that are on your skin, but you are also killing your good, healthy skin cells or baby skin cells or tissue cells that are trying to grow. It doesn't know the difference. It just kills things. So please, please don't use harsh things on your wounds or, or skin in, in general. That's my soapbox, literally. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I joined you up there in spirit. Right, right. <laughs> so, like when when I'm when like you, we used to say put the hydrogen peroxide and you could see it bubble because <laughs> you know it's working. This is working. <laughs> yeah. Like the scrubbing bubbles that you put in your bathroom. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, and it, it's a it's a fun effect. Sure. It, it is cute. The little bubbles and everything. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it it was killing skin, good skin cells yes. at the t- time. Yes. It just didn't know the difference. Now, I, one caveat. Now, hydrogen peroxide peroxide does have its uses in medicine and wound care. If uh, my son was riding his bike and he would fall on the road and get a big abrasion, the very first wash would be hydrogen peroxide because I'm trying to clean out all that gravel and dirt and, you know, the very first wash. That's fine to use it then. But wound care thereafter, I would use, you know, soap and water or plain water. Mm -hmm. You know, peroxide. Saline if you have it. Yeah, saline if you have it. Wound cleanser if you have it. Um, But yeah, not just not peroxide every day to try and heal your wound because you will actually slow wound healing. So do I have to use a special kind of soap? No, we recommend mild soaps. So what about dial? Antibacterial soap. Right. Antibacterial uh, hand soap. Personally, you know me and my microbiome, (laughs) and this is my opinion, I don't think that we should have uh, or use a lot of antimicrobial, antibacterial things to wash our hands and to shower with because we might be hurting our own perfectly normal microbiome. So I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> with HS, mm-hmm. using Hibiclens, mm-hmm. which is a strong antimicrobial mm-hmm. soap, is very important as part of the daily regimen. Or not, not daily, not daily. Right, right, not daily. I, I would say like every other shower, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, is, is that's my personal one. But anybody who is looking at this needs to go talk to their provider to mm-hmm. that you work closely with and... We'll talk a little bit more about that later in right. a little bit. And it, but. but it makes sense, though, because, again, we talked about your microbiome is at war with itself. Right. Right. So if by using Hibiclens, whatever, twice a week, three times a week, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. tamping down the, mm-hmm. you know, it's the It's keeping everything in check. Yes, And yes. it's preventing those secondary infections. Yes, yes. So that is a big part of it treatment. So, yes, but good, it, if good a point. normal, n- normal microbiome environment should not, be subject to hibiclens on the daily please no not I, again it'll slow your wound healing right honestly right. It, it i know it sounds counterintuitive but listen to the science, science and it will it will slow wound healing for sure so what about when we've got some um heavily draining wounds right so moisture 
management, moisture control, drainage control is, is a big factor. So we recommend, you know, very ab- absorbent products or change and or changing them more frequently because mm-hmm. it's never good. While I mentioned moist wound care, I don't mean wet wound care. Mm-hmm. It's never good to be, to have your skin soaked in something or Mm-mm. to be sitting in, you know, think of a, a baby's wet diaper. It's never good to leave that baby in the wet diaper. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different dressings and materials and cottons, etc out there that can help collect drainage and mm-hmm. control it and pull it away from your skin. Very important. I love it. Yeah. And then what about if it's dry and crusty? Yeah. So just the opposite then, because like I said, wet is not good, but neither is dry. Mm-hmm. Dry and crusty is not healthy either. A good, good, um, basic moisturizer. I don't mean a fancy perfume, blah, blah, blah. Just a, just a nice moisturizer or something plain, white yeah. petroleum, Etc. Did you just say Vaseline girl? Hey, you know you it. Bet yes. all day long. Big Vaseline fan here. So some of our friends on some of the HS forums mm-hmm. have said that they like using Vicks. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't even imagine putting menthol <laughs> in my <laughs> 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 or in my or I'm sure it's very soothing. Mm-hmm. I, if you can tolerate it, cool. But at the end of the day, Vicks is petroleum. Yes, it is petroleum. Yes, with a menthol component. Right. But right. yeah, again, what works for some might not work for others. Just don't get it in your eyes, are you? Who <laughs> All right. So um, those are some of the basics of wound care. Yes, and. And I'd love to mention, I'm going to give a shout out to this company called HydraWare, H-I-D-R-A-W-E-A-R, HydraWare. And their website is HydraWare.com. And they have the most fascinating system. It pairs uh, clothing with dressings. So picture kind of like a biker short, but with holes in it in the groin area to help hold the dressings that they sell with it. Uh, It... You have to see it to understand it. And the same thing like with a shirt. So pictured like a small compression shirt, but in the armpit areas, they have little holes because that's how you help hold on the dressings, these absorbent dressings. And so you can still be active and and go to your job or, or go to the gym and these clothing slash dressings help hold your dressings in place it's just awesome i can't shout out enough so please just go to their website hydroware.com they also have excellent resources for patients for providers so, sometimes this can be paid for by insurance these dressings uh, the prescription pads are available on the website. So please, please check this out, hydroware.com. So it's great for moisture control, uh, covering your, your dressings, um, again, while you're work while you're living, while you're living. So highly recommend it. As you were talking, I looked it up. Yes. Where has this been all my life? Oh, oh my God. Right? It's beautiful. I might actually cry right now. It's elegant. It's beautiful. It's so simple yet elegant, oh right? My God. It's, it's like, why didn't I think of this? I've been, you know, I've been jerry rigging yes. this kind of stuff yes. for yes. myself. Yes. For years. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a great resource, oh guys. Check God. it out. Hydroware.com. And the kind of resources they have available on the website for patients. Oh, yeah. From yeah. anywhere from mental health to food and uh, everything in yes. between. Lifestyle. Yeah. You're right. I e- just, wow. Even if you don't need their dressings, even if you're not shopping, please just go to their website, hydroware.com, because they've got it all. It's a really great website. Speaking of 
foods and diet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I hear you talk about <clears throat> nightshades. Yes. What does that mean? So, um, so I love science. Science. But I'm I'm not a botanist. So, <laughs> <laughs> what I do know is that nightshades are a family of plant. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they're in the same sort of line as like, um, have you ever heard of belladonna? Yes. Right? Yes. It's this poisonous plant. Mm-hmm. Guess I'm a what? witch, so I know what belladonna is. You know what? Yes. Same. So let's go <laughs> circle around the moon and drink all the mushroom stuff and belladonna juice. Right. So, okay. Um, so in this family are some vegetables that are related, mm-hmm. one of them being white potatoes, mm. tomatoes eggplants and tobacco wow right very common yes very common common vegetables and plants okay so and there's a whole list and i'm not going to get into it i really encourage you guys to go and seek Mm -hmm. out what these nightshade vegetables are why am i why am i talking about this yes why did i ask you about nightshades what does this have to do with anything these have often found to be a trigger for flares in not just hs but a host a myriad if you will Mm -hmm. of autoimmune and auto-inflammatory disease and even people who don't have these auto thingies Mm -hmm. right who have food sensitivities usually can point back to uh, nightshades very yes very common so we've got gluten we've got sugar and we've got nightshades that are on the bad list Mm -hmm. so i highly recommend in your journey Mm -hmm. of getting to know your hs self Mm -hmm. is figuring out what your triggers are Mm-hmm. And some people have food triggers, some people don't. Right, right. It's different for everybody, right? No two HS patients are the same. Mm. This is why it's the unicorn zebra thing <laughs> that it is. <laughs> so, um, because, you know, my friend with HS can't eat tomatoes, can't even look at them because mm-hmm. then they'll get a giant flare oh. on their butt or in oh, their armpit. Wow. wow. I can eat tomatoes all day long and be fine. <sighs> If I touch an eggplant, I'm over with. And being a Persian girl, with it, I'm like, no. Right. How am I going to live without eggplant in my life? I grew up eating eggplant. Fine. Yes. One day, blew up. My mm-hmm. joints swelled up. Uh, my ho- Everything became inflamed. I was a, like, remember the girl, Violet? Yes. From Willy Wonka? Yes. Her. Oh. I was an eggplant-shaped Violet. <laughs> you became like an eggplant. I did. I became an eggplant, oh. and I popped, and it was oh. purulent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you have to avoid eggplants. Yeah, which oh. breaks my mother's heart. Oh, I bet. <laughs> There's no more food in the house. We're all going oh. to die. <laughs> okay. Which, again, might explain why smoking then might might be a trigger for some. Because if tobacco is a nightshade. Absolutely. And you I inhale really it. I really firmly believe oh, this. this uh, so, like, sense. again, not only is our cigarettes full of a thousand billion gajillion carcinogens mm-hmm. and God knows what, mm-hmm. like, it's almost as bad as being a street drug, in my opinion, because you don't know what is in that stuff. Oh, it's even, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you don't know what it's doing to you and the mm-hmm. chemicals, which this remind me to touch on this because I'm going to put a pin in that and talk about gluten here in a second, too. Okay. As far as that's concerned but tobacco is also a nightshade so not only do you have chemicals you've got the tobacco plant itself that's a nightshade and it's going to cause inflammation okay right that makes a lot of sense so don't do it wow yeah and there are some people who can though though, i I mean look i'm gonna be totally transparent through the fog (laughs) of the cigarette smoke that i partake in (laughs) 
because I mean, how many of how, how many people that do you run into that are clinicians that aren't honest that will lecture you and then not be transparent and say, "I struggle with smoking mm-hmm. because I yeah. cope with stress." really badly sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so am I an everyday smoker? Do I do it all the time? It, I probably shouldn't. And I and most and I've gone through long, long, many multi, multi, you know, decades mm-hmm. of not smoking and then I'll have one. Yeah. And it'll start me on the wrong path. I see. And nursing but, school was one of them. And it oh, did not yes. <laughs> yes. And but did did I cause it did it, did I ever get a flare when I started smoking back up again? Nope. And and when you weren't smoking, you still had HS, right? You betcha, yeah, 100%. Yeah, right. Okay. Because it's the stress is one of my triggers. Right, sure. Because of the hormonal cascade that happens when you're under stress Yeah. with all the things. Yes. So Again, hormones, mm-hmm. immunity, mm-hmm. and inflammation. Mm-hmm. This, this careful dance. Cortisol, which is an inflammatory hormone. Hells you yeah. Bet. So, okay. So I, what did I want to talk about when it came to gluten? We put a pin in it, right? Oh, yes. So take that pin out of gluten. So what do you mean when you're talking about gluten? And gluten. It's role in HS. Right. So gluten's such a hot buzz term, right? Everything's mm-hmm. got gluten. You'll see, you know, your, uh, oh my God, I saw a jar of pickles oh. and said it was gluten-free. <laughs> Thank God they came out with a gluten-free pickle, Massa. You know what? It saved my whole damn life because I really wanted that damn pickle. <laughs> and I felt really good about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw some cheese that was gluten free. Oh, you, you found gluten free. I did. <laughs> I did. It was a win. I ate my pickles and my blue cheese, and it was great. <laughs> now my lactose intolerance self was not happy, but I don't care. <laughs> you gotta win some and lose some. Okay, so no, seriously. All right, gluten. Where are we finding gluten? We're finding them in wheat products, right? Mm-hmm. And these certain kinds of grain. Not every type of grain has gluten Mm -hmm. but when you look like think of like when you're stretching dough right the thing that makes it stretchy is gluten Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so um i've had some european bread Mm -hmm. normally if i eat wheat or cereal or any kind of bread Mm -hmm. i'm puffed Mm, i'm diarrhea i am dead i am horrible i'm awful your body's full of inflammation just not a happy camper just teeter-tottering around ready to just pop like a tick right and it's very very painful yeah all right and it'll cause a flare for me i see i ate some european bread so bread that was made from wheat that was not grown in the u.s Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nothing oh and so i went in a little bit deep dive because i love science and i like to go down the fox den rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) foxy lady you I discovered that I'm not the only one who noticed this uh, phenomenon mm-hmm. for all of our celiac and um, or seemingly celiac because celiac is truly, truly, you cannot have any kind of right. gluten. Right. But there are gluten intolerances, yes. gluten sensitivity people. Yes. And and it didn't happen for them either. Mm-hmm. So where did the deep dive take me? There is a particular type of pesticide that's used in the wheat that is grown here that is not used in Europe. Why am I not surprised? Boom. Don't is get it, me started on the USDA. You know, okay. that's but that's what I'm saying. You know, like play with your diet. You right. If you're ready to go on this journey, commit to one thing. Don't try and do it all at the same time because that's a lot. It is. Yeah. Don't it's cut everything lot. out at well, once. Well, no. Cut, cut everything out. Okay. That's what Sorry. I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> but don't try and cut everything out and start a new high. Um, uh, 
exercise regimen and start right. all on all the meds and go to, and then do this and and quit smoking right and start no, yoga don't, don't do that don't oh, do that you yeah. will fail right do one thing at a time okay the elimination diet mm, there you go yes is a huge undertaking right it is it's a huge commitment you have to go so hardcore mm-hmm. for a short time and it feels awful you'll have especially if you're a we're addicted to sugar we we're are. addicted to bread we're yes. addicted to all this garbage that uh, that we've been fed and you know what i mean and yeah. for all of us who are so depressed because this condition sucks and we're lonely and we're hopeless and we're helpless and mm-hmm. stuck and sometimes the only thing that feels good is eating good food right right, right. and now i'm they telling you comfort food stop. for no reason you know i'm telling you to stop it don't come after me girl you know because <laughs> i did it mm-hmm. and it was horrible and i had the carb flu is what they call it when you right the withdrawal <laughs> like, oh yeah it is withdrawal that's literally what it is yeah so but do it and find out what your triggers are and it's like when the babies you know you when they're first starting to eat you just have the mother's milk and then you give them one ingredient we're going to start with baby peas mm-hmm. and if if that gels fine with you child then we're going to try something else right yeah you don't try- yeah you don't start them off with peanuts and roast beef and right and, right so and captain crunch yeah the idea one, this, one thing at a time one thing mm-hmm. at a time so you start off with hardcore elimination everything okay goes away mm-hmm. and then once your symptoms calm down so it's not a prescribed amount of time it right. can it can it be a take, week for yes. somebody it could be a month for somebody else right but once your symptoms calm down you'll notice that your symptoms will calm down if you have food triggers that are related to your symptoms mm-hmm. okay. right whether they're skin or gi or whatever once your symptoms calm down then you can add one more thing in and there's mm-hmm. a book out there it's called the autoimmune protocol i highly recommend Okay, and we'll list that in our yeah, yeah. notes. Okay. So, but it's like this elimination diet and then you're st- and then you eat one thing and then you get a flare and you're like, "Okay, I know." Uh, Are, okay. Because there is there a test that you could go to a, a doctor or, a, you know, an allergy center and have this done? Not really, because they'll test for allergies, but not sensitivities. Exactly. Big so difference. So that's different. Yep. It's different. So yeah, that's the nightshade thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Big deal. Big deal. Interesting. Yeah. Poison. It's poison. Sugar is poison. <laughs> potatoes are poison. I'm so sad. Oh, oh. But they if I so was sad. on a deserted island, I would eat potatoes night and day. <laughs> <laughs> so how is it treated then you talk about treatments for mm-hmm, hs mm-hmm. so what are some treatments for hs are they different at the different stages yeah. or what do you so let's go back to our hurley stages right we had mm-hmm. our um, hurley stages one two and three mild moderate and severe mm-hmm. so your first mild once it's recognized as hs mm-hmm. um we're going to start with local care so we're going to that's when we're going to start implementing our hippocleanse washes okay um, you know, two, three times a week, mm-hmm. right? Just to start controlling that microbiome dysfunction. Mm-hmm. We're going to start local wound care. If you have something that's draining, we're going to have, mm-hmm. um, you know, the right kind of um, uh, dressing on it. So whether it's absorptive or whether it's moist or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's going to be something that uh, you can manage on your own, right. hopefully. And then we've got the other element, which is going to be antibiotics. Okay. Right? So is there an infection? No. What's commonly called... Oh, used is doxycycline which is a second generation tetracycline right okay why is this particular antibiotic so successful when it comes to these kinds of skin to conditions because it's not necessary it's widespread it's a it's a broad antibiotic Mm -hmm. but what it does is it it functions on an inflammatory pathway and that's what makes this one unique right and so it's going to help calm down that inflammation 
Awesome. So it's not necessary. Isn't that just what you need? Yes. 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 So sometimes you'll be on um, long courses of doxycycline. Mm -hmm. You'll also have some topical um, clindamycin. um, Oh, okay. Because is it infection? No. Does it need to treat anti uh, or the inflammatory? Yes. Is there a possibility of secondary infection? Mm. Absolutely. So that's where this is. That's where this. You're not infected. You're not contagious. You don't have to be Mm -hmm. as scared of that. Mm -hmm. But we there are other elements of how these things function that that play a factor in this. right right and so then, it's like some when you say topical clindamycin you mean like clindamycin cream so i was actually prescribed there's clindamycin cream mm-hmm. there's clindamycin gel okay. and then there's clindamycin um it's a liquid a solution it's a solution okay so it almost looks like the little bottle will have like a foam or screen type of uh, application oh Oh, applicator okay. on top okay and you would use it almost like a dauber yes yeah you know, I can like a that. bingo yes. <laughs> <laughs> bingo uh, yeah yeah and it, and it okay. can burn but it, it's oh, a heck of a treatment in okay. the armpit gotcha. and you won't have um, underarm odor while you're using that because it kills the other bacteria that causes underarm they odor the odor yeah. okay yeah. okay <laughs> so that's your stage one right local treatments and and those kind of things mm-hmm. now you've got your mild to moderate and now we're ramping it up with right. the systemic antibiotics so we've okay. got clindamycin and rifampicin, okay. which with our, you know, providers and clinicians out there, you might recognize that as something that I think, doesn't it treat TB? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why is it used here? Inflammation. Yes. Right? Makes sense. So it's a little bit stronger. Yeah. And then we've also got um, using flagell and those yes. kind of things, right? Metronidazole. Yes. So, and again, the appropriate type of wound care. Now we're going to start injecting, um, you can, uh, injecting a, a canalog or a local uh, local steroid, oh. uh, intralesional steroid oh, okay. injection to bring so, down the inflammation at the site. Okay. So this is a dermatologist, like taking a syringe mm-hmm. with the, like a small needle mm-hmm. and very tiny literally, wound. right, literally in injecting your actual lesions your right. little bumps right right, right. Or, this, the, or the large ones or large. the large one right <laughs> yes yeah yeah um yeah. injecting the steroid right into them correct okay and then we're also going to start seeing inds happen here so incision and drainage of uh large purulent filled you know these areas of fluctuance okay. you know and it's going to smell and it's going to be painful just momentarily yeah yeah but but, but you'll feel better afterwards having gotten that the bad stuff out of you. Karen, right? you just did this for me the other day. I had a big one on my breast mm. and you were able, you were, I couldn't get to it myself. Right. And but not with, not with both hands. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I've done, you know, a bad girl me, but I do them to myself because I have the training. Right. Um, You're a and, clinician. Right. And, and you have access to sterile, um, number yes. 11. I don't recommend. Scalpels. <laughs> You know, yeah. the average Joe at home squeezing because no. what happens when you squeeze, it's so tempting to squeeze. But what happens, especially with HS, mm-hmm. you're pushing all that material further into the yes. deeper structures into, of the skin. Into the little fox dens, yes. the little yes. anthills. And yes. so that's Please how you end up that. with exacerbating these um, sinus tracts. No. These and you'll you can this is how a secondary infection can can be caused. Yes, or this made is how worse. you have widespread. Uh, you can go from being moderate to severe by just squeezing. Yes, no, and the scarring alone. Yeah, Absolutely. no, please, yeah, please don't try this at home. Don't folks. do that at home. We are a trained clinician, and this yeah. is why we recommend everyone get a good dermatologist because yes. again, they'll so they'll take a you know a sterile scalpel, and they'll simply. Um, you know, First, we'll start with the the, the 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 lidocaine. We'll go and yes. I will 
I'll say this right now, the lidocaine injections are the worst part. <laughs> That's the hardest part of it, Because right? it's going into inflamed areas mm-hmm. that it doesn't want to be, and mm-hmm. it burns. But it burns until it doesn't. Right. Till you can't feel anything. Yes. And then after that, it's, there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice little waterfall of yeah. pure Right. Lid. So they stick the scalpel in mm-hmm. and then the allow the purulent drainage to, to run out. You kind of like milk it out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. And then it, depending on how deep that fox den is, mm-hmm. you'll have um, packing that can go into the depth of the wound. Right. If it's deeper, yeah, we might need something what we call packing. And that's mm-hmm. sometimes taking small gauze or sometimes we have gauze that's kind of shaped like a shoestring. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. called packing. And, yeah. and we just, you know, gently, just gently fill the cavity with that. And that, that helps the wound heal. Right. Because... Uh, um, another hallmark of healing wounds have to heal from the inside out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so it helps that um, the base of the wound um, heal, uh, fill in. And it acts um, like a wick. Yes. So that um, pulls out the rest all... of that stuff, because as it's inflamed, mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, fluid um, trapped in that inflamed tissue. Mm-hmm. And as it starts to resolve more of that fluid, and it's non-infected fluid, mm-hmm. but it will start, It's it needs a place to go. Exactly. So it'll yes. act as a wick yes. and kind of just carry it out until it's ready. And you'll you'll pack it less and less every time until yep. it's done. It goes smaller and smaller until yep, yep, you yep, can't yep, pack it anymore. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So so, um, so that's a moderate, right? Mm-hmm. Now we've got severe. Mm-hmm. Right? What do we do there? Usually this is where plastics come involved. And what do you and mean by plastics? Plastic surgery. We've got wide excisions mm. of large areas and that will need um, advanced wound healing, something mm-hmm. with the assistance like of a wound vac, and that's negative pressure assisted, you know, wound closure. Mm-hmm. Special dressing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So what the plastic surgeons do is often called de-roofing. Yes. And I I think that's a good term because it helps me understand, you know, again, if you can picture a roof on a house and the roof isn't good anymore. So they're like taking the roof off, taking right. the roof of the house off. And what they, you know, they're removing all those infected follicles and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just all that scarred skin taking around all it. the bad tissue. Yes, get rid of it. Yeah. Where get all the follicles it. are gone, all the scar- uh, tissues are gone. Hopefully they take out all the sweat glands too. Yep. Does it mean that it'll never come back? It reduces it in, you know, considerably, significantly even yes but is it a 100% no unfortunately mm-hmm. right so. but but generally what we find for that area that they have de-roofed it helps it immensely mm-hmm. it, absolutely it's very very hard for for a new hydradenitis lesion to pop up in in an area that's been de-roofed yes now that doesn't mean they go and de-roof your entire you know both armpits and all groins and all of your buttocks it's staged. you know it's yes exactly it it's has just, to be staged it's only it's only where you need it the most. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've seen it. I've seen pictures of people who, and stories, uh, personal accounts of stories of people who have had their entire groin and pubic area completely de-roofed. Mm-hmm. So, and de-roofed, again, is like you said, it's deep. It's not just picking off a scab. De-roofed no. is not removing the top layer of skin. It's going deep. Right. 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 Um, so it's it's taking off the roof of the roof of the house and emptying the contents. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> of what's inside. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that that whole pubic area, and then it was reconstructed with a brilliant pl- plastic surgery, and this person has a normal life. Yay! And you know, no, no. Since awesome. since I've heard that story, I, I haven't heard of her having, um, you know, crazy flare ups in that same area right. again. Awesome. Yeah. 
wild, right? Cool. Yeah, there's a light <clears throat> at the end of the tunnel. That's yeah, so awesome. plastics, uh, mm-hmm. plastic surgery for the reconstruction and the surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's management, daily management. So n- now we're into the classification of biologics and DMARDs. So these are ca- the type of type of medications that I f- correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think this type of medication was first attempted to be developed as like a chemotherapy, but it didn't really work as chemo. But they found out that their patients who had cancer that also had RA, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, they had uh, they had okay. significant relief in their RA symptoms. So they're like, hey, this isn't good chemo, but it's good RA stuff. So <laughs> okay. Um, so they, you know, through more and more research, they realized that a very uh, a lot of other autoimmune disorders could be addressed by these DMARDs and, um, you know, biologic agents. These these type of agents are um, injectable or infusions. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think they are now coming out with ones that are oral for other types. But um, Humira, namely, and it's produced by AbbVie, Mm -hmm. um, is is the only one that's FDA certified to treat um, HS in its moderate to severe forms. So far, And that's what yeah. I take okay. weekly. It's okay. a weekly, it's a loading dose of 160 milligrams through an injection, uh, through a staged injections. And then it's maintenance doses of uh, uh, one injection a week okay. of um, four milligrams in, I think, 0.4 milliliters. So it's a tiny one. Okay. Um, and it's easy. And they've reformulated it so it doesn't burn anymore. So it doesn't even feel it. Yay, and I get science. I, science. I, sh- I show my kids because it's, it comes in an auto injector. Okay. Right. And I show my kids and it creates like a little bullseye and I'm like, it's bullseye time. Uh-huh, yeah. And it's, so we make a thing out of it so yeah. that they're not afraid. Right. Uh, that's great. Kids should not be afraid of needles. That's, no. I think that's no. a... No. It, something trying we have to, to get over here yes yes and it keeps mommy healthy yes. and happy and you're able to play with them and be yes. with them and yeah it's I all hope. it's all part of healthy living right yeah. it, it does kind of take you out a little bit but um everybody has different reactions and so there's a lot of fear in the hs community about mm-hmm. humira because of the potential side effects right um so only you and your yes. provider can have that conversation uh, yes and only you can make that decision for yeah. me, I felt like the benefits were going to outweigh the risks, and it really has given me my life back. I work a I work a job. Right. I've been a full time student and a full time employee and a full time mom, right. and all of like these multiple full time things. And yeah, HS has gotten away. I'm married. I have a sex mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. I have. You right. know what I mean? Right. I have my life back. Right. Awesome. Uh, you can have a life and have HS. Awesome. No wonder you call yourself a warrior. Well, Listen to this. No, That's I'm great. Tired now, now. It, <laughs> no, and it can be, you know, debilitating. It but can be. Like I said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. There is a way to treat it, yes. not cure it, but to no. treat it and live with it. Management is the key. Yes. Management, management. Yes. I go to therapy. I take care of my mental health, Mm -hmm. Um, not well all the time, but that's part of the journey. Thank you, Karen, for (laughs) dealing with me. I'm practically insufferable most of the time, I think. (laughs) (laughs) um, Right. So, but but it, it... talks about this team that so yeah. so if you have hs we encourage you to build a team right right in, including right. so your primary care doctor or your general Absolutely. practitioner obviously 
should know about this. Yes, because, all, well, more than that, all of us with HS has, have these other comorbidities. So you yes. need more than one person on yes. your team. Your dermatologist or your rheumatologist cannot be your only no. person. You have to have, if not a specialist for each, then, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who you can go to that has a good understanding of who you are in holistic care. And what do we mean by holistic care? Mm-hmm. It means you are getting taken care of as a whole person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of your various conditions, but also your health. Yes. It's not just disease-centered. It's health-centered. Yes. And that includes your mental health, your spiritual mm-hmm. health, and your, your sexual health. health. Yes, yes, social health. Yes. All of it. So you need, and if you're not going to get holistic care from one provider, you give it to yourself. Got it. By building the right team. Awesome. So educate yourself mm-hmm. as much as you can. Yes. Clinicians, get out there and educate yourself because somebody out there has HS and doesn't know it and is afraid to talk to somebody. Yes. Or has been traumatized. I had a boyfriend break up with me and I didn't tell anybody for 20 years. I was afraid for anybody to touch me because one guy was like, it's the skin. And this is way before. This was in my 20s. I thought I just had acne or blackheads. Oh, you know what I mean? Right. It's that so- guy's a miserable prick. And right. So I'm not even sorry about it. <laughs> no, sorry, not he's sorry. not living a good life right now. So- <laughs> Karma's a, you know what, babe. You know, it's one of me is what it is. So- <laughs> right. But it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it is. Yes. And it's depressing. Yeah, it's isolating. Yes. It's isolating. You don't want to talk about it. No. Yes. So if you're an OB-GYN. Listen up, OB-GYN. Because you're going to, you got first view of Mm -hmm. the, all the sexy areas that Mm -hmm. this. Front, front row view. You got front row, you got the mezzanine seat. Okay. (laughs) You are, actually, you're in the orchestra pit. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Yeah, if you see up. these elongated scars, mm-hmm. you see a hyperpigmented skin in the thighs. Double-sided blackheads. Double-sided blackheads. Mm-hmm. You, you see... Feel the peas and marbles under their skin. Look in the groin. If there's mm-hmm. an overgrowth of hair, mm-hmm. you know, let your patient know, hey, I'm just going to examine in the groin area with a nice glove and a gentle touch. Mm-hmm. And if you feel these marbles and if you see what can look like ingrown hairs, Mm -hmm. this is your responsibility Mm -hmm. to that person who has made themselves vulnerable enough to open their legs for you. Yes. Yes. And it be exposed because I guarantee you that there are women out there who have not been to the gynecologist to get women's right. care that they need and avoided pap smears that they need mm-hmm. because they are afraid to open their legs. Yes. Because of their afraid HS. of the smell. They're afraid yes. of the judgment. Yes. That was me for a long oh. time. Oh, I'm so you sorry. Know. Oh, oh, don't be, because I've learned, and I'm so grateful that if I'm going to have to go through this, at least I can use my experience to help other people. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, yes. I don't want to suffer, but I don't want you to suffer either. Exactly. So if I'm going to have, I said the same thing to my little sister. Like, I went through all the garbage so that you could have an easy time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I broke down the barriers so you don't have to. Yes. Yes. All right. And I'm not, let's, I'm not let's anything lift special. each other up. I'm not anything special. I'm just one of you. Well, yeah. You're a warrior is what you are. Um, you're like a foxy warrior. Rest, like the rest of you. So <laughs> right. let's go, foxy yeah. ladies. Yeah. So OBGYNs, listen up. Right. You don't need to treat the hydradenitis, but please recognize the signs and symptoms. Mm-hmm. And mention it to your patients 
and give them these resources. Men, you know, just say, here, write down hydradenitis superativa for them so that they can go home and research it. Call their PCP, their GP. Let them know what you found or suspect. Right. And lead them down this path, please. Well, hey, and how about let's, clinicians, let's create like a little bit of a network, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To say, I, you know, I know I can't treat this, Mm -hmm. which actually I've heard of some OBGYNs treating it because it's, there's that hormonal component that is suggested, you know? Yes, yes. But they work hand in hand with the derm. Yes. Or the rheumatologist. Right. So get to know who, who, what kind of experts are in in your area as a clinician, because it's Mm -hmm. so overwhelming to the patient that just found out I have this thing. This incurable, progressive. I'm going to die from this thing. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. what I thought. Right. It's a scary I already know how I'm going to die. I'm Aww. I'm 30 years old and I've just I am not 30 anymore. Than I was. <laughs> <laughs> but Aww. you know that's what was my thought. I already know it's going to kill me. Oh my gosh. So what, what, what and, and there's nothing I can do. What they're going to put me full of chemicals. I got to go through jumping through hoops and expose myself for and I got to explain it to You know how frustrating it is for a patient to have to explain their own condition to a doctor? I I can't even imagine. It is not pleasant. It is not pleasant. It makes you want to not go, and it does not build faith right. in in the healthcare community. Right. It just makes everybody think that, yo, you're out for money. You know, all of those things that we try and fight so hard against yes. as healthcare workers. Yeah. To, to create a, a trusting environment for our patients. Right, right. All of that is totally dashed in a moment when you've got one person who doesn't understand Mm. so yeah anyway that's my two cents again back on the soapbox we just leave it to the side just in case (laughs) (laughs) right again so it's hs it takes a village right it does dermatologist rheumatologist primary care doctor or general practitioner general provider possibly wound care providers like us we see a lot of hs patients um gastroenterologists if you feel there's a a stomach component, a colon mm-hmm. Compo- mm-hmm. Uh, component, infectious disease, possibly plastic surgeons, sometimes um, physical therapy. This, these lesions can be debilitating Absolutely. and scarring, and physical therapy is a huge component in in healing and maintaining uh, function. I right? see my physical therapist twice a week. Awesome, yep. awesome. Yep. Pain management, if needed, and mental health. Mental health therapy, folks. Yep, therapy. Everybody needs it. It's like yes. your car. Whether you think you're good or not, that's fine. I hope you're great. Mm-hmm. Go see your therapist anyway. Because mm-hmm. just like your car, you change the oil because you're supposed to. Right. You keep it in optimum condition. So, okay. So what can you do on the daily, right? Yeah. What What are some things that you can manage or do? Yeah. So, I, you know, I, the only thing I can do is tell you what I do. Okay. And I'm not the expert. Um, and my triggers and my way is not the same as everybody else. But I'll right. tell you the tip tips and tricks that I've learned for me. Okay. And and again, what what works for you might yeah. not work for others, but yeah, I'd love to hear your recipe. Like you know, what? I didn't mention, I, I'm at um, a moderate to severe Okay. Level. Oh, that's what so, stage you're at. Okay. Right. Yes. So that's why I take Humira. And yes. it, you can't qualify for even taking Humira if you're not within the lot, like the more severe end yes. of stage two. So like, like in the two, three, yes. moderate, severe. Right. 
Right. And uh, you wouldn't want to. If you're if no. you're mild to moderate, you, you don't have any reason. You're not trust me, you're not depressed and insufferable. Mm-hmm. You, you don't <laughs> you're not going to reach out and give me anything cuz yeah. this is killing me. Yeah. You know. So yes. Okay. So you have reached the moderate to severe stage right. and I've that's why you're on. I've not had plastic surgery yet. I haven't okay. had any kind of wide excisions yet. Knock on wood. Knock Bye-bye. on it. But you know what? I actually plan on getting some um, surgeries done. Okay. For, because a breast lift, I have gigantic. Boobies. And it's... Well, that can't be helpful with no, HS. No, it's not. Okay. It's not. Not only is anybody who is a top-heavy gal out there will tell you that it's not comfy. Right. And so... Right. Well, and- since we're confessing... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I myself am... Uh, I had a breast lift uh, myself. I, sorry, I had a breast reduction, uh, which includes a lift. Yes, I was a big girl myself. You've inspired me. And so... I I it I wish I had done it sooner, but I I no regrets. It, yeah, no um, regrets. Ten out of ten would do it again. <laughs> well, but because you don't have much left to do it with, because you've all been like reduced and lifted and perky lifted and yum yum. Beautiful. I, I love feel your tatas. Awesome, but I but I could see its use in HS because yeah. I can't imagine being a large-breasted girl and having HS. Right. Right. No, it that's is. a nope for me. Well, too bad. Because so, that's I got you right here. Oh and the, God! Okay, so, the, so you are considering are very, then elective very surgeries yes. to okay, and the paniculectomy. So that's um, you know removing the belly uh, and tightening up the fupa and all that. Yes. So it's it, as beautifully cosmetic as it would be. It's truly to reduce these areas of skin mm-hmm. kissing other skin that I get these terrible flares. I, mm-hmm. It's very hard to wear pants. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? What's my daily routine? I uh, wash with HippoCleanse. Okay. And but but you, not daily though, right? No, no, no. no, no. Like every other. You're down to like every other right, three right. times a week. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so like I'll, I'll, it has to sit on the skin for like four minutes mm-hmm. to be effective. Yeah, read right? the bottle. Yeah. Right. Yes. And it doesn't suds up very good. So it just mm-hmm. comes out of a pink liquid. But I got one of those like dial um, hand pumper foamy things. Yeah, the foam ones. Yes. Yeah. And okay. just put it in. It comes out foamy. Okay. So oh. a little, little tip. Cool tip, yeah. And then, so that's that. And then mm-hmm. I'll use antifungal powder um, okay. under the breast jiggles and okay. <laughs> under, like, all of these um, in the back fat, all of the areas that where skin's touching skin, skin, on skin. and stuff okay. like that. So not because I have a fungal issue, but because mm-hmm. I want to prevent one. Okay. Um, so just like uh, bowlers and people who, yeah, athletes will put antifungal stuff in yeah. their shoes to prevent athlete's foot, that's what I do under my breasts and, and okay. uh, you know, after the shower. Right. It helps keep the areas that like to get moist and icky dry. Okay. Um, and, and that's available over the counter. I've over the counter. It's usually in the footwear aisle yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it's athlete's it foot yes. stuff. And it comes in a spray if you wanted to spray. This is true. Um, so that's fine. Okay. And the other thing I do is I have searched a long time for finding the right deodorant Mm -hmm. because I've noticed for me conventional deodorants that have like aluminum and stuff Mm -hmm. like that or ones that are antiperspirant antiperspirants Uh that are because let's let's remember that a follicular occlusion Mm -hmm. is a big problem with causing flares right so what do antiperspirants do they plug that pore literally yes L- that's its only job yeah so and i've tried the dove spray mm-hmm. insta flare oh I see. not good okay so what works for me 
I love the Lumi. <gasps> Actually, Karen, you were the one who introduced Perfect. me to Lumi because you got the little um, sampler oh, thing yes. and you gave me a little baby tube. Yes. And I was like, I'm my life has changed forever. Yes. Um, also, the, I've, if I can't get my hands on some Lumi, I'll um, use the Native. Okay. Yes. The other I've one. heard that also. Okay. Yeah. So those are my yes. babies that I, yeah. I like to use Native. And I, I like Lume. I use it myself. Not that I have HS, but just I like it. I, I I use the the plain one, like there's no scent to uh-huh, it, uh-huh. Um, just to just to help fight body odor. And you, right. can, what I like about it is you can use it anywhere. You can, and you know what I mean, wink, wink. And it just it just helps fight, you know, um, unpleasant body odors. I love it. So I'm glad you said that because the Lumi I use in the not just the underarm, mm-hmm. but also under the breasts, mm-hmm. between the legs, mm-hmm. in the groin. Right. And gluteal fold, we'll call that. Gotcha. That's what it is. Wink, wink. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's it's great stuff, folks. Check it out. If you have an odor problem, yes. please check out Lume. L-U-M-E. Mm-hmm. So what do I do about draining flares while I have to work? I love wearing slip shorts. Whether I have draining flares or not, I mm-hmm. love wearing slip shorts. I will swear by them up and down. Seamless slip shorts. What's a slip short? They look like biker shorts mm-hmm. or like the long like skims or space. Banks, yes. Right? Okay, I can picture that. So they're kind of high in the waist, high in the waist, and they long go in the all, leg. Yes, gotcha. But above okay. the knee. So like, yes. remember those of us who are old enough to remember what it's like to wear a slip under a dress. Yes, when we used to wear slips. Yes. So it's the same concept, but they're short. Mm-hmm. And they're not as tight. They're not tight like biker shorts or compression right. so- shorts or these like um, shaper shorts. Mm-hmm. They're, they're loose. Mm-hmm. They're, loose they're, they're loose enough to feel comfy in, so they move with your body. Right. But they're fitted enough to conform. And hold your dressings on. Yes. Clever. And the ones that I like, I get from Amazon, and they're seamless, and they're okay. like 20 bucks for a pack of three. Good, because you don't want any seams, no. which, you know, could rub and instigate a flare. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Awesome. And they'll help keep my uh, dressings in yes. order. Right. Okay. So under the FUPA, if mm-hmm. the... Pr- powder isn't working because we live in texas and it's this and the chub chub rub is real oh. and the, that's the other thing that this the slip shorts are great with yes is yes. the the chub rub mm-hmm. if it's sweating so for, um, th- for those of us that don't have a thigh gap right i don't know who does barbie, barbie doll barbie doll uh, non unreal. <laughs> so okay, so under the fupa, a microfiber towel or an old T-shirt, mm-hmm. because just like my boobs, my belly likes to hang down, mm-hmm. and I could hold a pencil or a textbook <laughs> under <laughs> those guys. So I'll put an old T-shirt or a microfiber towel to mm-hmm. just um, help with moisture control. Good in yes. those areas, and it's non-abrasive because you want to keep yes. those heavily uh, heavily abrasive things that have lots of seam or coarse textures away from your skin. Right, paper towels are right. too rough. Please uh, don't. Some washcloths could be too rough. Do not yeah. use a washcloth. Yeah, no, I love your idea of like an old T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Or, yes, mm-hmm. like the buttery soft ones that yes. you know you your ex-boyfriend that you don't like anymore. You still have that. <laughs> put that there cut up his t-shirt so okay so again with the slip shorts and the moisture management of Mm -hmm. that so we talked about obesity we talked about diet so Mm -hmm. how am i supposed to exercise if sweating is gonna cause a problem right if friction is gonna cause a problem how am i supposed to exercise baby babies sweet babies out there just walk at your own leisure there you go move you don't have to follow a program 
Not yeah. until you're ready. Right. But do something. Wear your slip shorts. Mm-hmm. Put some panty liners in your under underarms. Yes. Of the shirt. Have the sticky side fit to the seam on the uh, inside of the t-shirt. Yes. To catch the sweat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And just go for a walk. And go for a go walk. Go for a walk. Go it doesn't have to be a jog. Minutes, Thirty minutes. It, right. Do it. It could be five minutes. It could go down to the mailbox and back. Yes. Something starts somewhere. Yeah. Don't put any restraints on yourself. Don't put um, uh, limits on yourself. But And don't make your goals unattainable. Right. And don't beat yourself up if you don't reach a goal that you did set out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Start somewhere. Yeah. You did something. And I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Be proud of yourself. Do something. Yeah. Right? That's where it is. So start somewhere. If you mess up your diet, that's fine. Tomorrow's another day, another right? Day. Yes. yes. Another day above ground is a win. Let's do that. <laughs> there you go. Right? Yeah. So those are those are kind of like the tips. That's my routine. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll do the shower. I'll do the dressings. Mm-hmm. I'll um, put, even on a closed flare, um, so something that hasn't surfaced or started draining, mm-hmm. I'll put uh, mupiracin, which is a strong antibiotic ointment. Okay. And it treats staph because that's the most common type of secondary infection. Okay. And it's moist. So, and I'll put an occlusive dressing on there like a Mepilex or, um, or do a derm. Okay. Um, and I'll just leave it on there for days hmm. because these are waterproof. I can shower with them on. Right. And it'll help it come to the surface or it'll help it. And, and if it doesn't come to the surface, it'll, it'll resolve. Okay. If it doesn't, that's when I have to go into the um, dermatologist and have him do a little injection of some steroid into the lesion. Okay. And it's fine. So what do you do if you don't have insurance? What if you do what do you do if you don't have a lot of money? Right. All this stuff sounds costly. Right. It's doctors, not. dressings, yeah. special yeah. diets. Yeah. So vegetables are cheap. Mm-hmm. Um old t shirts are free. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you can get Kotex from the dollar store. Yes. You do not need fancy no. medical dressings. You can get Vaseline at the dollar store. Yes. Um your emergency department is there for you for an emergency. That's if you have a fever. That's if you're vomiting and, and you know, you have a, an infection. You, if you are in so much pain that you can't stand it, go. Mm-hmm. Go. You don't have to tough it out on your own. Just mm-hmm. go. Or urgent care. If urgent you have an urgent care, care near yeah. you yeah. might be more appropriate if you're just, yeah. If you need an IND... And it's Incision localized, and drainage. Yes. right? Mm-hmm. Go to your urgent care. I've done it before and they're happy to do it and yes. it's fine. But your emergency department, they're all, because how many of our patients have come through the wound clinic after getting released from an inpatient stay? That's when we find them and they've had IV antibiotics for a course. They had an inpatient mm-hmm. stay. They had surgical debridement. Yeah. And they were told that it was a, an ulcer or a abscess, an diabe- abscess. Yes. From, from diabetes. Yes. And then we come, they come out of the hospital, they come to us and we're like, oh, look, I think you have HS. Yeah. Right. Because we take their full history. Right. We listen to their story. So if you need to go to the ER, go, Mm -hmm. but then follow up with something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Don't, the ER cannot be your only resource. It'll be expensive. Right. Either on you or on taxpayers. And it's not the appropriate full-term treatment. ER is not your primary care. No. So I know that it's tough when you don't have a lot of money. I've been there too. Home remedies, do what works. But there's a way. I Mm -hmm. highly encourage people who can get affordable health care to get something. Yes. Something. Start with your primary care. Mm -hmm. There's always an avenue. Look And look up charities around you. Very often there are charities or funds or places you can go, free clinics. Uh, We are blessed to live in a huge Mm -hmm. city here of San Antonio. 
We have um, many, many free clinics, um, charities that either ha- either have dressings or or give free medical care or, you know, so just research, just type Can it I- into your search bar. You Did know? I tell you that that's how I got diagnosed? It was before I was ever in healthcare because I didn't become a nurse until I was oh, well into my you know mid to late thirties. Okay, and so I'd already had my babies, mm-hmm. and my skin went haywire, and I was experiencing these things. And I was very poor at the time. I was mm-hmm. actually on welfare, which I'm grateful that I had that you know, hand up when I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I found, uh, and I was living in Dallas at the time. Okay. So there was a, uh, after hours dermatology clinic that was hosted by the university um, out there. Okay. And this a DNP, so a doctor of nursing practice. Mm-hmm. And a professor of dermatology that would have an after hour. So they would they would take space from these clinics that were like regular, whatever type of clinic during the day. And then in their closed hours, they would have their free clinic. Right. After okay. Hours. So they would borrow a medical clinic space. R- yes. Right. And it was after hours and I went to go see them. Mm-hmm. I, I had to make an appointment at like, you know, several weeks in advance, of mm-hmm. course. Um, but I went and they were like, so I was expl- explaining my issues. And I think I have pimples. I've always had pimples, mm-hmm. but I've never had pimples in my armpits or on my butt before. And I experienced this with my pregnancies. And they said, well, does it feel like you ever have peas or marbles? That's where that terminology was first said to me. Wow. And I said, yeah. And long story short, yeah, that's how I was diagnosed was when I was very, very poor on welfare at a free clinic. So wow. it's available. Wow. That's, but the one thing that, that makes awesome. a difference, which I want to carry on to the people who are listening, is that you're, you as a patient need to be the leader of your healthcare team. Yes, absolutely. So we're a team. We're working with you. Mm-hmm. But you're, the, you're, you're at the top of this pyramid. We're all working with you and yes. for you. Yes, because here's, here's a little secret if you don't know it. Wound care, Karen doesn't heal wounds. What? I do not. Weird. <laughs> I have yet. I mean, other than my own, I have yet to heal a wound. Yeah. But I can teach the patient how to create the right environment to heal their own wound. That's how Wound Care Karen operates. Wow. Yes. Wound Care Karen is like a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, as as the patient with HS, you you are in control. Yeah. And you, you need to take the most active role in your healing. So that means stop being offended when your clinician doesn't understand. And now, if they're being condescending and, you know, not good, then that's maybe not a good fit. Right. But as a person who has taken the time to become educated, self-educated mm-hmm. about this condition that's affecting my body, mm-hmm. and I run into a clinician, I understand that they're, not everybody is going to have knowledge about this rare thing. Right. Strange, weird, unicorn, rainbow zebra thing. (laughs) So I'm happier when it does that my dermatologist, who is very well versed in HS, Mm -hmm. is my go-to. But if other ones who I need to communicate with about my other conditions in health management who don't know, Mm -hmm. that's my opportunity to educate them and inspire them to go learn about it to get in on the healthcare team. Yes. So let's not kick rocks, okay? (laughs) Let's not throw stones. No, that's right. right. That's what it is. Right. No, but again, it's this is such a misunderstood, misdiagnosed, underdiagnosed right. disease. Right. And we are trying to shine a spotlight on it. And so we encourage everyone to do that. 100%. Yeah. So um, we all need to help 
educate others and enlighten others. And that's why, you know, again, on the show notes here, we're going to list all these resources so that we can all be more aware of this for yeah. sure. But yes, it takes a huge toll on finances, mm-hmm. your social life, mm-hmm. your emotional, mm-hmm. your sexual life, mm-hmm. Ev- mm-hmm. everything, your job. Mm-hmm. I've heard of folks who either can't work because mm-hmm. because of their HS mm-hmm. or just opposite, they've been fired from yes. jobs because of, you know, needing to take time off right. when they have flares, etc. This affects every aspect of your being, your, yeah. your family, your job. There are people who have been qualified for disability for HS. So yes. just want to put that out there. It was a fight. But they got it. So if that's where you're at, you have an avenue there. Yeah. But it is. It's all. It can be an all-encompassing thing that uh, affects every single last aspect and corner of your existence. And it. But it doesn't have to be. No. I can. I can proudly say that HS is just a part of my life. Yay. You know what I mean? Why it's, are you? I don't know about all that. But <laughs> do you like how I introduce myself? I'm a warrior. Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about help. Let's talk about support groups yeah. or or yeah, online help or yeah. social media or what you know. Like, let's talk about that. So I, I'm sure you've heard throughout this, you know, us jibber jabbering away, made references to this group or that group or forums. So um, the first support groups that I ever got involved with were through Facebook, and okay. I'm still involved with them. And they are called um, Hadradenitis Supertiva Warriors. Nice. And uh, Hadradenitis Supertiva Support Group. Su- yes, Support Group. That oh. so those two groups are on Facebook. Great. Um, and you know it's not a free for all. You can, there is a questionnaire and a, like a vetting sort mm, of. So you have to join. Yes, you have to ask to it's join. It's a private group. Good. But that's that is for the health and safety of all of our members. We yes. don't. And but you know what's fun is that there are other clinicians in the group. I bet there are yes. a lot of healthcare workers in there. Right. There are doctors in there. Good. There are nurse practitioners Good. in there. Um, some of them with HS. Some of them who just are there to learn and to educate. Yes, it's both. Very, it goes both ways. Right? Absolutely, hundred percent. Yes. So I'm really encouraged by those two forums. And if you guys out there know of other ones, please let me know about it. Mm-hmm. I would love to know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so some other ones are hsdiseasesource.com. Okay. So that's another informational website you can go to. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of education. There's some other great links for finding local providers. professionals, providers, yes. specialists. That's great yeah. because. Because I worry about that, you know, the 19-year-old girl in small town Pennsylvania, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that maybe has this, mm-hmm. and she, she doesn't live in San Antonio, mm-hmm. so she doesn't have, a you know, 30,000 right. dermatologists to choose right. from. Where does she go? What does she do? So she can actually... Like, you know, put her zip code in maybe and it's, find yes. a provider near and that's her. Not the, yes, exactly. <sighs> exactly. And that's not the only site, site that, that has this resource. Okay. Okay. HSfoundation.org has the same kind of thing. Okay. Good. Um, Good. And then what else? Hope for HS. I like that. That's a great name. Hope okay. for HS. Yes. And then th- now I mentioned before that Humira is um, produced by AbbVie, mm-hmm. um, pharmaceutical company, and they have their own website 
dedicated okay. to HS and it says, I love the name. It's so, I feel like they met me. And <laughs> the name of their website is nobsabouths.com. Oh, do you love cheeky. it? I love it. I feel like they crawled into my brain and said, Massa, would you like to name a website right. about HS? And I said, here you go. <laughs> No, first you're like, can I swear? Can I swear? And, then, and they're like, yeah, maybe no, a little. PG thirteen, Massa. So no BS. <laughs> yeah. About <laughs> <laughs> I love. But yes, yeah. yeah this is this is so. And this has a lot of great resources on there, and good. it's very encouraging. And good. it's from the providers of Humira. Okay. So it, they've got an angle, but it's a good angle because it helps to understand like why why the, these two medi- why the these- science behind it. Yes. Yeah. Why it more works. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they they also have a resource for finding um, specialists near you. So same thing. Type in your good. zip code. Blah blah blah. Good. And then we had already mentioned uh, hydroware.com. Again, not just to purchase their product, their dressings if you need it, but also just excellent resources. Is on, oh my God. you know, diet, okay. exercise, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. So hydroware.com, another good resource. Absolutely. And yeah. so um, these other um, websites that I've men- mentioned, you'll find more links to articles and stuff like mm-hmm. that in your description, Karen, for mm-hmm. this episode. Um, has a myriad of educational topics, mm-hmm. hot buttons to talk about, areas to delve into, mm-hmm. links to other websites for more support. Right. So yes. you really see that the HS community is building a network around the world for support. Yay. And it's really, really beautiful. And it's about time. It is about time. Because there's still, for as much, like I said earlier, for as much as we know, there's that much more that we don't oh, know. Oh, there's so much we don't know. For every question that you get answered, you have 30,000 more that yes. are, you know, pop up. But what about this? But and what, what about, about this? That? But the, what, this doesn't work for me, but it works for a her. Yes. Black hole, <laughs> fox, den, rabbit, <laughs> tornado. Yes. Of yes. unicorns and all, butterflies. All of all the things. <laughs> so, all right. We have, say we have someone listening. We have uh-huh. an audience member. I hope so. And <laughs> we have one. <laughs> an audience to of all one. all of our listeners. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> They, maybe they think they have it. They have some of these symptoms we've mentioned. Yeah. Just speak to them. What What's their first step to do? What can they do? Okay, first things first, I want you to look in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself mm-hmm. and that you're worthy of it all. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Because if you don't believe that, then nothing else is going to work. You've got to find a way to fall in love with yourself the way you are. Nothing's wrong with you. You're not broken. Mm-hmm. You didn't do this. This isn't a punishment. You're not contagious. You're, you're not, not cursed. You're not cursed. Right. You're not unlovable. You are so worthy. All right. You are a blessing. Mm-hmm. So that's the first step. And then you get on the Google machine. <laughs> and then you wash your hands and then get on the Google okay. machine. Because <laughs> the keyboard is very dirty. <laughs> and then everybody sneezes on it. Um, you get on the Google machine to look at these resources that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. All right. You come to our show notes and mm-hmm. you look at these resources and then you find a specialist in your area. And if you can't pay for it, Call them on the phone and ask them, how can you help me? A lot right. of times they will. Yeah, but but specify. Say, I, I think I might have this mm-hmm. thing called, you can say HS or mm-hmm. hydratinitis or superativa. Mm-hmm. Look, even I have trouble saying it. <laughs> I, or um, you could even say, hey, I have these these big red 
bumps that drain and they're in my armpits and they're in my groin mm-hmm. and it's hard to walk and they hurt. And I heard of it and I think it's called HS. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever heard of that? Right. Do you treat that? Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. And if they say no, then they, they're probably not the provider for you. No. Just move on to the next move name on. list. Move you on. Move on. will find someone. going to be a yes in there. Yes. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Needle, haystack. Right. Uh, look well. Look at you, Massa. You you went to a free clinic yeah. and happened upon. You must have considered them angels. Oh right? God! I cried uh, my dang eyes out. A nurse practitioner with her doctorate and a dermatologist who recognized what you had right away, and you finally got the diagnosis. She was the first person that ever said I was brave. Oh, and it, and he called me a champ. Gosh. I'll never forget it because that was the first time I was ever encouraged. Oh, first time ever after all those after years all that about feeling being made to feel dirty mm-hmm. and embarrassed. And mm-hmm. oh. I remember I was in church and this one child said, "Why is your skin so fluffy?" And I was like, oh, poor baby doesn't even know. But I look, I must look so hideous and disfigured to this child, to this baby girl. And then I was upset about it later because I I was so, I I felt so bad that I might have scared this child. Mm -hmm. And then my person at the time was like, what's the matter? It's just skin. So thanks for the empathy. Yeah. (laughs) And then I had somebody tell me, and I really swallowed this and believed it. You know, this is God punishing you for being vain. Oh, because I was hot shit back in the day. Let me tell you. (laughs) So, oh, well, that, but no, all of those things are lies. If it feels bad in your heart, it's a lie. Yes. So do not gaslight yeah, yourself. If it make if it makes you feel bad mm-hmm. or makes you feel worse, mm-hmm. yeah, no, run the other way. Right, that's, right. That's wrong. That's... Run away from those thoughts in your head and fight it with the truth that you are worthy, yes. that you are lovable, that you are light, and that you are a blessing, and that your experience and hardship right now can be used to enhance somebody else's life. Yes. Later on down the road. Yes, you we all know. have a purpose. We Absolutely. all have a purpose, yes. Take it and run with it. Yes. So, but again, just, you know, educate yourself and keep searching for the right um, provider to uh, co-partner your healthcare team mm-hmm. with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so we've listed sources and resources. We'll link them in our show notes. I think we've covered it all, I think right? we've covered Pretty all sure of it and then some it. and maybe talked about it more than three times on each point. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, my gosh. So I am I am gobsmacked. <laughs> I'm more educated. So even, you know, this is what I love. This is what I love, love, love. Yeah. Is, you know, I did research before this podcast and yet I still learn things during this podcast. Me too. Right? I learned from you. I learned from you. And we're and just a learning this love fest so i hope that our folks out there again if we reach one person if we reach one person because of this whether it's a patient who Mm -hmm, thinks mm -hmm. he or she might have it Mm -hmm. or whether it's a provider clinician that that it just occurs them oh my gosh that's what my patient has if we've reached one of those folks out there Mm -hmm. then this will have all been worth it all the hours all this research right all this equipment all of the laughter the The wine oh my god the 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 post-production editing tears the tears that i haven't cried yet right it'll it'll all all, the soap operas and the soap boxes (laughs) then it'll all be worth it for sure 100 percent. okay 
Awesome. Let what? us know your success stories. Let yes. us know your struggles. Contact at woundcarekaren.com. Thank you for having me. Oh, Massa, I so just... so how much fun. You And I'm going to be the second person to call you brave. Oh, stop it right You're, now. To be, to come on here and just be so vulnerable and mention what you have and help us and share your journey with us. I cannot thank you enough. This is, it's priceless. What I'm paying you is not enough. Which is nothing. <laughs> I'm working for free. <laughs> and a Dr. Pepper. It's not even sugar free. <laughs> it's just, I I cannot cannot thank you enough. I it's my it's my true deeply heartfelt pleasure. Awesome. I, thank you. Thank right. you. Yes. Um so let me let me ask you. Okay. Let's say they're going to make a movie about you. Oh, All right? God. What celebrity would you like to play you? Ooh, baby. <laughs> You know who I love? And she's a little bit older than I am, but I she's got my heart. Okay. Because she's freaking weird. And she's got wild, crazy, curly hair like I do. Oh, awesome. Do you know who I'm going to say? No. I wish it? she was Persian, but she's not. It's Helena Bottom Carter. Oh, yes. She's perfect. bonkers and beautiful. Yes. Yes. And just a free, wild, dark spirit. Yes, yes. <laughs> the bo- bohemian, yes. The quirky. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. that's perfect. And you know what? She's a light. She is. She, and she's a warrior in her own she's right. She's still I'm kind. Sure. Yes. She's And awesome. she doesn't give a damn. Hell no. She, ins- <laughs> she inspires weirdness. Yeah, right? I, I yeah. love her so hard. Let that freak and flag fly, baby. curvy like I am. Yes, yes. And, you know, she's the queen sister too, so I'll take it. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you at work tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, clinicians, before I sign off, you're going to want to hear this. Hydroware, you know, the sponsors of this episode, they recently had a pilot study published in the Journal of Wound Care with study participants experiencing significant improvements in quality of life and reduction in dressing-related pain. You're going to want to check out the study. I'll link it in my show notes. Folks, this podcast was recorded in my studio on the hill in San Antonio, Texas in December of 2022. It was written and researched by Massa Karazi, BSNRN, Vora Certified Wound Care Nurse, and developed, produced, and edited by yours truly, Wound Care Karen. And I did it all while wearing teeth whitening strips. <coughs> the views the views expressed here belong to me and my guest and not our employers or affiliates. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a five-star review. If you have ideas for future topics, drop me a line at contact at woundcarekaren.com or message me on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. I'm Wound Care Karen, and please remember folks, time does not heal all wounds. So if that happens, please seek help from a wound care professional. Bye. Bye.